Good day, good day. You are listening to Brandy Made Simple with Mike Vigos. I'm your host. You know, branding has become a pretty hot topic these days, but with so much recognition for its importance, the definition's gotten a little blurred. So I'm taking the guesswork out of branding and helping you get clear, focused, and onto getting noticed in the marketplace and growing your business. I'll take you behind the veil of creative services just to clear things up. So don't waste another dollar on marketing that doesn't work until you know you have a brand to sustain your business. To connect with me, you can do so at focusbranding.com, focusbranding at gmail.com, or at Focus Branding on Facebook and Instagram. Let's dive into the episode. Hey, 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 this is Mike Vigos. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. It has been a long week. Oh my gosh. I started out on Friday, I believe it was October 2nd, doing the uh, Mastermind uh, World Summit 2020 with Tony Robbins and his crew. And that went all weekend. I mean, seven to 10 hours, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I did that with my wife. We, we were fried by the end of it, but of course inspired to go ahead and go forward. But then, then I jumped right back in on Monday morning, bright and early to the Startup Week Tampa Bay put on by Techstars from Monday all the way through till yesterday, Friday, the, uh, the 9th. And I tell you what, I am totally, totally geeked and stoked to be here with you. Um, I didn't get a chance to get with you on Thursday because of all the things happening in the air, in the business world, in the work world, in the family life world. But I am here. It's Saturday morning. I wanted to get to you as bright and early as I could to get this session or this episode in for the week. And uh, I'm so happy to be here. So part of what I experienced um, and what I really want to talk to everyone out there today about is uh, during the conferences, there were a lot of things uh, spoken, excuse me, a lot of uh, people that were speaking about uh, story, you know, story, stories. What's your story? What's the story? You know, what's the proof? What's all these things that help people kind of come into the fold of what you are, or who your business, or excuse me, who you are, what your business is, what you offer, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I took the opportunity to, to reflect on my own story, of course, because that's part of the exercise and, you know, I paid all that money. So why not just do it? Right. But I, I took the time to do it, and I was actually kind of amazed. I was like, man, everybody has a really cool story to tell. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with long, long, drawn-out details today about my story, but I did want to share it because if you're listening to this podcast, um, chances are you're, you've come into contact with something either that I've said or that you've seen or both that has a little bit of an interest, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper and kind of let you know who I am and why I'm even doing this. Why does this even matter? Why is this so important to me to be able to make it important to you as a business owner or an entrepreneur or even a startup or even a solopreneur, someone that's thinking about starting a business, someone that's thinking about uh, something grand or that has a really big idea, right? I wanted to just share a story, uh, two stories with you, and then maybe just after the fact of all of that being said, just offer you an opportunity to connect. That's all I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to inform everyone. I'm trying to educate people, and I'm trying to empower you to make much, much better decisions when it comes to your brand and and or your marketing um, as you get ready to spend money for these type of services, creative services or marketing services. So without further ado, I, I want to take you back. I want to take you back to, for me to where it all started and why I'm so passionate about 
uh, talking about design, talking about branding, trying to help you know other businesses get from here to there um, beyond the status quo of their branding and get deeper, deeper connections with their customers. So it started out with me. I was actually in the military. I was a, I come from an army family. Mother and dad did 22 years and I went into the military. My wife and I both met prior to going into the military. But, you know, it's funny. I've always been an artist. I've always been an artist. I've always been the guy to do fine art. I uh, did every piece of art that I could at growing up in school, high school, middle school, elementary school. Art was my favorite class of the week. You know, people look forward to recess. People look forward to music. I look forward to art class, right? So fast forward, I'm in the military and I'm sitting there at my desk. I was an administrative specialist. Okay, it's for anyone that doesn't know what that really is. That is what, you know, you got called a guy as a clerk. Is it? I process paperwork. I in process people, I out process people, I processed awards and evaluations and did a lot of paperwork. And it was pretty fun. I did it at the computer science school. And that's part of this journey. The computer science school was my first duty station. And as I'm sitting there at my desk, I'm looking through a product catalog, a, a church, like a, a, a inspirational catalog. And it just hit me. You know, I think God just put it in my spirit that you're going to do graphics. And I didn't even know because you got to remember, I'm in the military. And from the time I left um, to go to Germany when my parents were active duty, I was in middle school. Um, from that time on to the end of, of graduation of high school, I really didn't have any focus. I didn't have any focus. I lost my way. Um, I didn't know why I was going to school aside from you need to get good grades, you need to graduate. So those were things that I did. I made sure I did and got on, got on to the military and said, you know what? I don't want to struggle like a lot of people in college that are trying to live and struggle. I'm going to the military. But I always had the art in the back you know, of my mind. So here I am at my desk, going to do graphics. It's just dropped into my spirit. The first thing that I did was, okay, uh, I went down the hall to my um, help desk, my IT help desk and said, Hey, you guys got any scanner? I mean, excuse me, you guys got any graphic software? And they says, yeah, we've got this scanner piece of software that came with this new scanner we bought. You can have that. So I immediately loaded on my work computer, which probably was a no, no, but I loaded on the computer. I got busy. I started teaching myself how to do graphics. How did I do that? I don't even remember. I really was so enamored and so just knee deep in it that I just went forward. I just, I just made a decision and went forward. Um, and I fast forward, I get transferred to Germany. I'm doing graphics over in Germany. I'm, I'm at a local church there. I'm working, doing graphics for my unit that I'm there, still an admin specialist. And I'm doing graphics for people on the economy uh, that are that have businesses, that have startup things. A lot of you know, Americans that are there, they're doing side jobs, so they need graphics. So I'm doing that. And I'm just getting a lot of traction, you know. But what I'm noticing, and this is where the story began for me, truly, is... I started noticing that there was a lot of bad design and I didn't really know exactly what bad design really, really was at the time. I just knew that there were people out there, there were businesses out there, companies that were doing things on a certain level, certain quality. And I said to myself, if I can fit my stuff next to them, then I can compete in the marketplace. I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to do anything regarding business at all. All I knew was I had a skill, people wanted it, people needed it, and I was able to provide it. So I continue going forward and fast forward three years, I get ready to leave Germany, get back to the States. I'm looking for work and I can't get work. I, I get I'm out the military by this time and I just can't get work doing graphic design, you know. So I, I, I took a security job at the VA hospital. I did uh, tech writing, which is like, you know, a little bit of graphic, a little bit you know more of, uh, of uh, desktop publishing. And I, I liked it, but it wasn't fulfilling. Right. And a lot of people are out there that have things that they're doing. They're not fulfilling. Right. 
So here I am, and I just says, okay, I need to go to school because I'm not getting hired. They say you need a degree. I'm like, look, I can do the work without the degree, but they need a degree. So here we go. I get the degree. I go forward, but I'm still noticing that there are a lot of people out there in my classes that are doing bad design. They don't know the fundamentals of art and composition and balance and color theory and all these things that you seem to, I would think you would need to know in commercial art business, but they don't know. And I'm, I'm butting my head up against this because all this time I had been doing work for people and I couldn't figure out that why I wasn't getting chosen here and there compared to what looked to me to be bad design. And, you know, call it pride if you want. That's fine. I, I accepted that a long time ago that I just took pride in my work, but I also felt that I was better because I just did, I just was comparing. You know, I was ignorant, but I was comparing. Nonetheless, again, I fast forward and I get onto this this discovery after I've worked here and there, different jobs, did different uh, opportunities, doing design, doing desktop publishing, even getting into web uh, UX and UI design. I fast forward and here I am at this precipice of my life and I'm saying that I can't continue going on this way. I can't make a future for myself and not really knowing how people really make decisions when it comes to design. It baffled me that people, entrepreneurs were hitting me up left and right to do things for them. But then again, they weren't. And I started a few different small businesses and they fly. I did three of them. I started three different businesses, um, registered them and everything and just never got any traction. And I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't figure out why. If my designs were so admired by people, why wasn't I able to just get traction? So I went on a journey and I this was this is my pivot point here. I just started to delve into understanding consumer behavior, understanding philosophy, understanding psychology, understanding and, and educating myself on the ins and outs of how people literally make decisions. And I, I coupled that with learning more about design and learning more about brand. I started looking at a lot of industry professionals that were seemingly having success, people that did iconic logos like Chase Bank and Apple and, and all these different you know logos that we see to uh, stand the test of time. And here it is for me. I'm like, man, this is where I need to be. I loved it. I engulfed myself of it. And for about three and a half years, on four years, I just was consumed. So I came out of this having the opportunity now. And this is where the rubber meets the road, right? I had an opportunity to now become a creative director. I had reached all these accolades in my career, a number of different opportunities and jobs, different types of industries, had all this experience now. Now I get to the point where I'm at this small boutique firm in Tampa and I, I'm getting flown out to Houston to do a design or, or a brand briefing or re redesign or other brand redesign um, for an oil piping company, you know, or a coupling company out in Houston. So it didn't have a whole lot to go on. Um, didn't have a whole lot of information to to actually put this design brief together. But I was so gung ho about the opportunity to use this information that I got that I just delved in. So I worked with the uh, marketing strategist, strategist rather, and um, we went to work. We put together two documents. We flew out there to Houston, got to the boardroom, brought all the stakeholders in. The father of the overall company came in on his helicopter, you know, and this was it was a big ordeal. So my 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 CEO, he's he's giving the brief. And he's trying to explain to them why this is important, you know, with all the information that we've researched and that we've done the discovery and the strategy. And they're just not biting. And, he, he, and he's sinking. So I, I give him the nod like, hey, let me help you. Let me take over. Let me talk about the branding piece um, more so about all the other stuff that they really weren't that interested about. They wanted to see the new thing. Right. So I whip it out. We whip out the, the documents. We hand the documents out to everybody and we say, hey, this is what we've come up with. And the long story short of this is that at first no one took, you know, no one was really liking it. They said the coloring was off. You know, they, if you imagine we went from a maroon 
dark color palette, maroon and gray, and, and dark blue or navy blue and gray color palette to a bright orange and a bright blue, kind of like a royal blue, um, and kind of a hot orange, a light orange, you know, very sunshine, very Florida, if you will. And uh, frankly, I got the colors from the Houston Astros baseball team. That's kind of where I drew my inspiration for the color. And the brand, the branding, the logo, lockup, and everything, it was fresh. It was new to them. And at first, they didn't like it. But the funny part about this is that they didn't like it as a team. But the father, the guy that owned everything, he liked it. So, of course, when he says, hey, I like it. I want to give it a shot. Everybody changed their, their mood, right? So we ended the meeting um, on, a, on, a, on a positive note. We ended the meeting, and about an hour and a half later, I'm sitting at a desk they gave me, and the, uh, the president, the guy that was actually owned this particular company, the son, he comes up to me and says, hey, man, you know, I really liked your presentation. You know, um, I really like to get with you guys and just talk more, just understand what it is you guys are trying to do with us. You know, just, I just, we're just sinking. We're just, we, just need to, we just need to make more money, but, you know, otherwise we're going to lose this company. So I says, well, I'm glad you asked. I'll be happy to talk to you. Let's do it now. We don't have to wait. Let's do it now. So we go to the boardroom. We sit down there. We have a conversation. He's telling me all about things. And then I says, just him and I. And I said to him, now, here's, here's where I get the opportunity to kind of use some of my Jedi mind skills that I, that I had learned along the way in these three years. I says to him, I says, you know, why is important? Your personal why, but your company's why is very important. Why are you in business? Why are you here? Why does anyone care? You know, and before you answer this question, his name was Matt. I said, Matt, before you answer this question, I need you to think hard. I said, and don't tell me it's to make money. And he says to me, and forgive my language, he says, oh, shit, that was what I was going to say. I says, yeah, I know most businesses are in the, you know, the, the business to make money. I says, but that's just the result. You need to have a deep rooted why you need to have a purpose, cause or belief as to why you're doing business. So that way, not only your internal staff can grab hold of it and care and latch on, but also that you can communicate that to your business uh, partners and your, and your customers to the industry. I said, so that way they understand who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and whether or not they want to do business with you. So as a result of that, he was very uh, inspired, thankfully, and uh, unbeknownst to him, I understood some things going into this project. We spent about three days out there in Houston and I, I went to the VP and I says, hey, I would like to interview and do some discovery with your staff. if That's OK. I want to do a survey. Um, don't tell Matt. Don't tell the CEO, because I don't know that he's going to like it, because I think, frankly, at that time, after our discovery, we realized he was kind of part of the prop. Right. But nonetheless, we did the survey. Uh, we got some interesting information back, useful information, and we were able to now go to work. So we did the strategy for the internal uh, focusing of the brand, external focusing of the brand, strategic marketing, um, the placement, the positioning, the social media. We did all these things. We put these things together and we, we basically published it out there. We did their, we redid their website, all the, all the touch points, all everything that they had. Spoke to the engineers, got their feedback, understood why this company was doing what they're doing. And the fact of the matter is they were keeping th being people safe. They were keeping the workforce going. They were keeping the environment safe. Uh, you know, the, their slogan was keeping you connected. Why? Because connection is important. It saves money, it saves time, it saves resources. Again, it keeps everything safe. So when we did that, now it gave them an identity. Now it positioned them in the marketplace as being the company that is very concerned about safety and profitability because shutting down the orbix because something breaks in the earth uh, as a result of, of, of tension and torque stops production, right? So 
add all those things up they were super excited we launched it they had great traction online they had great traction in their in their in their r d they were able to develop new products uh, we had new software for them to track everything that was part of the build and uh, as a result i was happy because at the end of it i got a platinum.com award here in tampa for uh, superior branding and marketing which was great because it showed that what I was engulfing myself in and what I had really honed, honed in and my skills and, and the, just the inkling, the, the you know, the, the part of my mind that was like, there's got to be a better way. It worked. So coincidentally, I had an opportunity after this or at the tail end of this engagement to work with a nonprofit here in Tampa. And it was the same thing. I implemented the same type of uh, framework and went through the same type of processes to help get the founder clear on what it is his why of the, of the organization is and how to communicate that how to permeate that through other things that he was involved with what the, the organization was involved with the board was on board with it people were able to repeat it and do it they grew he expanded to different cities uh did more events did a conference a youth conference here in tampa and it was just great and it was just good to see you know, I was happy. I was extremely happy that my my inclination as to why something was or wasn't working proved to be true. Um, and since then, I've gone on to do this a number of times now, smaller scales, bigger scales, but it still works. So all of that being said, you know, I really wanted to just share that with you because it shows to it showed me that we can be at a point in our life, in our career where there is this precipice, there's this turning point, this critical mass point where we're like, I'm going to start a business. And it's like, I'm going to take my skill sets. I'm going to stop making money for the man and I'm going to start making money for myself and I'm giving myself a better quality of life. I'm going to have a better work-life balance. I'm going to have financial freedom and just time freedom. And we go forward and we should. At the point of this critical mass point, you know, that you've made this decision, there are other things obviously that we have, that we know or that we're aware of that we have to do get a business plan you know get some values and a mission statement a vision statement and i'm telling you getting a why statement takes all of that and kind of amplifies it it's the thing that helps everyone keep alignment in your business it's the thing that keeps you aligned you know when you've got you know businesses that are looking to connect with you or partner with you you can use the reason the why that you're in business you can use that as a baseline to say you know what does this line up with my why does this line up with why i said i wanted to get into business in the first place because if it doesn't then the decision is easy to not you know co-business with another uh, uh, another business factor excuse me frankly another business you don't have to partner with them you don't have to uh, put yourself in a position to where now you're going to have regret six months down the line because it really wasn't that great of a business uh, position to be in Likewise, if you're looking to scale your business and you're looking to add people to your team, to your organization, you can ask them what their why is. You can minimize your turnover and, and the, the, the risk factors that are involved with, with, with you know, acquisition, people acquisition. And you can ask them, hey, what's your why? Does it line up with why we're doing business? Because if it does, then you're going to see the loyalty come through. Then you're going to see a real true a brand ambassador to where you don't have to worry about them jumping ship when the next best offer comes along because their why aligns with your why. And when people have a cause to believe in or to align them, you'd be very surprised. Statistics show that people will forego their own benefit or personal gain as a result 
to make sure that they can further the cause of the organization that they're in. You see it all the time with churches and with ministries and nonprofits. There's a cause, a deep-rooted cause that aligns everybody. And it's no different in your for-profit business. So once you're able to do that, then you come closer to the point of where now you can create the story and the narrative that you want to communicate through your business, through your branding. Okay? That's the part where I was talking about this week. I had the opportunity to speak at Startup Week Tampa Bay. And my, my talk was about story, using story, getting clear and using story in your business. Why is that important? 77% of people that are buying things say that they buy them from companies that have the similar beliefs than they do, or that they do. So 77%, that's a lot. That's a lot of percentage. So people are very tribal nowadays, and because they are tribal, they're looking for opportunities to connect their lives with other brands that have very similar, if not identical, beliefs than they do. Because now that we're having a greater sense of purpose, if the world is coming down in the hand, hell in the handbasket, people are looking for deep-rooted senses of belonging, and tribes are kind of what we've been doing. And, and if you look at psychology with Maslow's you know, hierarchy of needs... That's not one of those things that's at the top of the list. The surviving and thriving things are at the top of that list. When you get down to social and religious and inspirational kind of influences, that's like number five, six, and seven, you know? But it's important because people are connected through that feeling part. That part of the brain that makes decisions for us is not the part of the brain that has the ability to put words together. It doesn't string words. It doesn't have logic. It doesn't have rationale. It's the limbic brain. It's the centermost part of your brain that's making decisions. And, you know, we call it our gut feeling. But that gut feeling is the one that's leading you to buy a car, to buy the shoes, to buy the house. It's how you feel. And I'm not saying being led by your feelings. No, but they're important. Don't ignore them. But when you're coming in contact with your business or people come in contact with your business or you're coming in contact with another's business, those things are not going to be ignored. And you shouldn't. So tell your story. And if you don't tell your story, frankly, I firmly believe that people will tell the story for you. If you have inconsistent experiences with your brand, let's say I go online and it's one way. I go on social media, it looks a little different. Then I, I get in contact with a flyer or a mail out uh, advertisement, it's different. Or a business card, it's different. These are inconsistent experiences that I'm having with your brand, or with your business. And what that experience is telling me is that this is risky. So we do branding and we, we provide brand identity systems to businesses and companies because it helps minimize the risk when they get ready to position themselves in the marketplace. We use words to sell. So while branding and the look and the feel, the tone and the colors and the logo, all those things are very important. We use words to sell the marketing piece, right? If we had to break this out in percentages, I'd say 20% is branding and 80% is marketing. So you do need to have a good marketing strategy or good marketing approach. You need to have good work. I think, and I don't think it's some formula or some funnel. I don't believe that. I think those things are helpful tools, but a good marketing strategy to me, what I've seen work in my 20 plus years with big companies, small companies, having a good marketing strategy means having good positioning, having a good narrative of your business that says, hey, here's who we are. Here's what we believe, here's what we're selling, and here's why we think this is important, not only to us, but to you as a consumer. It solves the problem that their, their customers have. It helps the customer survive and or thrive. That's how you're going to make the difference. So if you don't have good brand positioning, you know, if you haven't gotten through the process of actually branding your company or your business, or even yourself, right? 
it's not a, it's not enough to just show up and say hey i'm my brand and believe in me and work with me because i've got experience and i can help you it's not it's not enough people need to understand why you do what you do and why i do what i do is because i believe that good design is good business and i believe that good businesses get noticed in the marketplace i believe that we i need to rid the world and I want to rid the world of what I call, quote unquote, bad design. And what is bad design? Well, bad design is design that doesn't work. I had a client or a potential client yesterday that I talked to. They've already gone through this process of, of, of getting a name for their business and putting a website together and putting a, another website together. And they're out here and they're like, it's not working. I'm like, well, why isn't it working? So as we go down this deep dive of discovery, I realize, oh, wow, I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. Aside from you're good at it. Well, being good at it is not enough. I need to know why you're I need to know why you're doing this. Because if you're telling me why you're doing it, then I can understand a little deep, bit deeper of, of who you are, what you are, and then I can make sure that you know what, it's worth my time, energy, and my money that I'm gonna part with to actually purchase the service or the product that you're offering. So it's really important to tell your story. Um, it's important to have consistent brand experiences and because I believe that I, you know, I'm not because I believe but because I want to rid the world of bad design which means to me I just want to help inspire you I want to help inform you more importantly I want to help to educate people as much as I can and I want to empower you to make better decisions not 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 this whole oh, I feel empowered and I'm so inspired no empowerment is good but I want to empower you in a way to that way you know the decisions that you're making regarding your brand are the right ones. And how are you going to know that? Well, keep listening to this podcast. You can connect with me through my brand boot camps. You can connect with me on my website, have a conversation, start something. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me and we can have that conversation. And I've been able to help a number of different small businesses because a lot of times you're going about things and you're just, you're, you're, you're floating. You know, you're, you're treading that water, you're, you're keeping the business alive and you haven't had time to really think about these things. And then you get to a point where it's like, I go to a conference or I went to this particular seminar and it's like, oh man, now I'm really interested in finding out more and you're already knee deep. So if, you, if you're willing to break the mold of your own thinking, if you're willing to part and, and learn and relearn and then unlearn some things within your business and maybe even yourself, then I think you can be on the path to a, a really tremendous rebrand if that's what you need. Or if you just need to hone in some things, reel in some things, you can do that too. But it's nothing wrong, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with going down a path of thinking and doing, coming in contact with some information that you believe is helpful, and then making a different decision. I think the worst thing we can do is continue on making the, the wrong decision or the inadequate decision when we kind of come in contact with something that kind of sparks us a bit. It sparks you for a reason. So if I'm sparking you today, make the decision. Reach out. Let's touch bases. We can have you on the podcast. You can ask some questions. Send me an email. We can connect on the phone. Whatever we want to do is out there. It's available to us nowadays. And uh, I look forward to hearing from everybody. I hope, I hope, I hope that this has been helpful um, I believe that it is for someone, you know, if it's just one, I'm good. I hope it's helpful. It was helpful to about 200 people this past Wednesday, which was great. And um, good things came out of that. But definitely want to make sure that I give you as much of this information as I can every week. Um, next week, I don't exactly know what we're going to be talking about just yet, but I'll advertise it. And we'll jump right back in on Thursday of next week. But uh, for now, I thank you for your time. Thank you for being generous with your time with me. We're at about 27 minutes and uh, I've rambled on enough. 
So go out there, make some good decisions, tell your story, get some social proof, call some people to action, change the world, infect the world, impact the world, do what you got to do in your own private business or practice. And um, I look forward to seeing you on the other side of all of this. Maybe I can help you one day. Until then, again, if you want to connect with me, you can do so at focusbranding.com. I'm at focusbranding at gmail.com. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's at focusbranding. Thank you guys again for your time. We'll see you on the flip. For now, remember, good design is good business. And good businesses deserve to get noticed. All right, take care.